Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Senator Merkley, good morning. How are you? <laughs> yeah, good morning. Good to be with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Let, let's talk about, I mean, these are not, these are not normal times we're living in. I mean, where do you want to start? Can we start with what's going on? Why can't the Senate just pass S? One and and S four and the John Lewis bills and the of uh, Freedom to Vote Act or or the filibuster for that matter. Yeah, absolutely. the The Senate has uh, really been on an increasing level of dysfunction since 1975. I'll, I'll tell you uh, just a, a short history here. After the 65 uh, Voting Rights Act. Uh, things were pretty calm in the Senate for three or four years. And then uh, as Watergate came in, people started to use the supermajority to block getting to a final vote. It was a change in culture. That was just considered unacceptable. It was only used in a, in a racist fashion to block black Americans from being able to vote. For 80 years, that's the only thing it was used for, which was horrendous. And um, But then it started to be used on everything in the 70s. And, and then that led to a, a big rule change in 75, which backfired. The rule was supposed to make it easier to close debate, but instead it made it harder by making it that those who want debate didn't have to show up. No show, no effort, uh, uh, basically not a filibuster, but a a veto over legislation. Oh, I see. We can't pass uh, the bills now, so we've got to eliminate that veto and restore the the debate uh, and amendments uh, and, and final votes to the floor of the Senate if we're going to fix this. What does the other side, because only one Repub- one of your senators, I think uh, Senator Mikowski, voted uh, to at least uh, have debate. What are what is the other side saying? I mean, why are they why are they opposed to even having debate? What's in it for them? Well, the uh, there's a cover story and there's the real story. Yeah, uh, give and, us both. Give us both. Okay. Well, the cover story is that this is a violation of, of states' rights uh, to, to have the federal government lay down guidelines for elections. That's the cover story. It, it also is absolutely wrong. The Constitution lays out very clearly uh, that there is a role for the federal government to set the time and manner of elections because all of us are affected by the legitis- legitimacy of this, the elections in other states. So it's a federal issue. Uh, if, uh, the, if the elections are illegitimate, in uh, states other than Oregon, that affects what comes out of Congress and affects me. So I have a stake in the legitimacy of the other states. So that's why the Constitution lays it out that way. That's their cover story. Hey, this is states' rights. Don't mess with states' rights. Uh, and um, that, again, has no constitutional founding. It's absolutely wrong. The second, but the real reason is that they have concluded that they benefit from the three big forms of corruption. Well, there's actually four now. Uh, the first is they feel they benefit by putting up barricades to prevent uh, black Americans, Hispanic Americans, Native Americans, poor Americans, and college students from voting. So they, they think they benefit from those, and they're not, so they're standing not on the principle of freedom to vote. They're standing on the principle of, of we want the power. And they feel they benefit disproportionately from gerrymandering, a net somewhere 15 headed towards 25 net seat advantage in the House. So they want to control the House, so it's power, not principle of equal representation. And they feel they, dis- they disproportionately benefit from the role of billionaires uh, funding third-party campaigns, billionaires buying elections. 
a huge corruption. It's those massive negative ads that just destroy the reputation of people in campaigns across the country. And, and uh, they benefit from that. So instead of uh, the legitimacy of a fair contest, they want billionaires weighing in in this fashion. And then finally, they want these state laws that discriminate, that set up barriers to the ballot, that allow voter intimidation at the polls, that try to get rid or, or, or restrict vote by mail so people have to vote on Election Day. And on Election Day, there's all kinds of ways to steal the vote. And by that, I mean things like put your precincts in a new place so people are confused, put them in place with no parking so people can't get there, put out false information about where they're located, understaff them so there are long lines, pass laws that say those long lines you can't hand out food or water. They're doing all these things. This is their, their strategy. So this is a massive demonstration of the powerful ripping off, destroying the foundation of our republic, the integrity of our elections. Wow. You, you know, as you were talking... Uh, and, and I can tell a student of history, and I so appreciate it. I, I, once again, I, I, I'm, this is almost, in a, in a similar way, what happened in 1877. It was the wealthy southern pl- former plantation owners after the Civil War that, again, wanted to acquire and obtain and maintain power, uh, states' rights. Then exist, be, you know, became the need for nullification, and the whole nine. It's almost like it's as Yogi Berra would say, "deja vu" all over again. You would agree. You are absolutely right because nullification was all about the state saying, "Hey, we get to choose which federal laws we enforce, and so therefore we can continue to do lots of terrible things that that." Uh, state federal laws have said you can't do this anymore. And when the courts basically squelched nullification, well, <laughs> then they, they proceeded uh, to uh, use the filibuster. That was kind of the how the filibuster came to be the cover strategy to block federal legislation that they didn't like. And they could use a they used they would call it a First Amendment defense. We're not we're not blocking political power for black Americans. We're just exercising our First Amendment right to 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 speak on the floor of the Senate. So they used uh, the First Amendment to to disguise their racist strategy. Uh, Yesterday, Congressman James Clyburn uh, said and and maybe, uh, Daryl, we could play uh, the uh, clip. Uh, 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 the, uh, uh, Congressman Clyburn, uh, as you know, uh, I've, I, I, look, I believe I've started a protest. I'm on a hunger strike, as you know. And, yes. and, and, and um, you know, purpose of the protest, all, all protest, is to get attention. Uh, the, uh, the suffrage movement, suffragettes, they, they went on hunger strikes in England, United States. Clyburn, um, Congressman Clyburn said the following. And I, my eyes kind of lit up, and and I just like to get what you think because I know he's in the House, you're over in the Senate. But let me get your response. The best way to break your silence, good people, is to vote. We got to vote. It's one thing for us to pass the John R. Lewis Voting Rights Act, that is, which I think we are going to do. But even when we do that, it's going to be hard to get black people to vote what caught my attention he he said i think we can get it passed the john lewis vote passed what's your sense 
Well, it all depends on um, modifying or restoring debate to the floor of the Senate. Uh, you either have to do a carve out on voting rights, which uh, uh, various senators have said they don't want to do, won't do, or it means actually go back pre-1975 where you have a full robust debate on the, on the floor of the Senate and those who want to extend that debate, that is a filibuster, they want to extend a debate, they have to actually be there speaking. And uh, the Senate rules do have a, a clause. It was in our fir- very first rules of, of the, the first U.S. Senate on the way through now. A two-speech rule allows people to speak twice at length, which could mean a very, very long uh, debate. Uh, if uh, 100 senators speak twice and speak for hours at a time, you're, you're talking about weeks and weeks on the floor. But uh, and listen, if that's what it takes, let's, let's, let's do it. But that's, those are, that's in the existing rules, the existing tradition. Uh, this whole uh, thing that evolved from 1975 of the minority has a veto over bills even getting to the floor is just an outrageous abuse of of, of, yeah. of democracy. Yeah, because yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and I yeah, go ahead. So I just go. I just wanted to, to to thank you for for really focusing to draw attention on this and your statement that caught my attention. The justice food is necessary to sustain life. The right to vote is necessary to sustain democracy. Amen to that. It is the foundation. And if we don't, if we destroy the legitimacy of our system through all the gerrymandering and billionaires buying elections and and returning to pre-1965 ballot barriers, if we do these things, the it just undermines the whole vision of government of by and for the people. No, it's government becomes of by and for the powerful. We know we know the powerful have disproportionate influence on the best of times. But you throw in manipulation of the ballot in these ways and it's it's kind of like uh, we we've lost it. We've lost the vision our nation was was founded on of, of power flowing yeah. up from the people. And I I want to add to what caught my attention in reference to what you said this morning. And that is about power versus principle. And a long time ago, I someone shared with me that service is more important than success, that people are more important than possessions. And most important of all, principle is more important than power. And 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 I just I heard that in, in your comment to us and i and i so appreciate it's not about flattering you it's about appreciating you being a man of principle and standing up and speaking up uh and uh i i think we're i honestly think we're we're, we're moving people and i'm i'm glad that you uh, were there to introduce the necessary bills uh, to to uh, get this because I am not you know as I said I've got I've got four children five grandchildren one great grandchild and when history is written fifty years from now I do not want them asking well what did your your father do or your grandfather do uh, to make sure that our right to vote is uh, protected so whatever we whatever we can do Senator Merkley, please don't even hesitate to uh, call us. Don't even wait for us to call you. <laughs> you can pick up the phone and call any time here to the Madison Show. Thank you so well, much. Well, thank thank you so much. And uh, this this is a hinge moment. the The flame of our republic is flickering, and it's incumbent on us to uh, restore it. All right. Appreciate thank it. You. Be safe. Thank you. 
You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.